0: Good morning, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for the support. If you haven't met me yet, my name is Ismari, as Pastor Jeff just mentioned. And I am just really excited to see your lovely faces. Kind of bummed that there was no snow this morning, but that's okay. There's sun. We're happy. We're good with that. This morning, we're going to be continuing the series of David. And we're actually going to be in 1 Samuel 21 verses 10 through 15 so you guys all should have your Bibles already uh, to get there I'm terrible with directions so maybe just go to the table of contents and see first Samuel 21 10 through 15 the title of the message today is when fear hits but before we get into that let me give you a quick recap of what we've learned so far Uh Last week, Pastor Carissa was, <laughs> yeah, was in First Samuel 18 and 19. And she taught us about how Saul was just filled with jealousy towards David, so much so that he was out to kill him. Um, which happened at the end of uh, 1 Samuel 19. So at the very end, we see Saul going to David's house and trying to get him, but Saul was warned, so he ran away. And then by 1 Samuel 20, you see David and Jonathan, his best friend, who actually happens to be the son of Saul, so that's a little tricky. Um, And they start trying to figure out if it's even safe for David to go back home. Um, And they don't really know, figure out that Saul is actually still very much filled with jealousy and still very much wants to kill David. Um, So they have this sad moment where they realize that David has to go. So that's where we're picking up in 1 Samuel 21 is David is running away to a place called Nob. Can you guys say Nob with me? Nob. (laughs) Nob. Kind of a weird name. Um, So he's running away to this place called Nob, and he sees this priest, uh, and first of all, really out of character, David lies to the priest. So he says, oh, I'm here. Um, <laughs> I really am here on a mission to the king, and I'm by myself, and there's all this huge army behind me, and they're with me, I promise, uh, but I need bread and food and give me weapons and anything that you have, which I don't know about you, but I wouldn't go to a priest for weapons, but I mean, he did. So the priest ends up giving David this holy bread because that's all he had. And it was supposed to be an offering for the Lord. Um, and he gives him Goliath's sword as a weapon because that's all they had there too. Uh, which is really interesting because, um, David is so filled with fear that he doesn't even realize that the sword that he's carrying is the one that God had already been victorious, um, or used to be victorious with him in the past. Um, So at this point, David's just not doing very well. And that's where we're going to be picking up this morning. So you guys should have enough time to go to 1 Samuel 21, verses 10 through 15. Everyone there? Can I get some nods? Yeah? Yeah? (laughs) Okay, here we go. It says, And David rose and fled that day from Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish Achish said to him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing to one another of him in dances? Saul has struck struck down his thousands and David his ten thousands. And David took these words to heart and was much afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. So he changed his behavior before them and, pre- and pretended to be insane in their hands and made marks on the doors of the gates and let his spittle oh hate that word I'm sorry and let his spittle run down his beard. You can see spittle actually spittle. Ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> run down his beard then <laughs> then akish said to his servants behold you see this man is mad why then have you brought him to me do i lack madmen that you have brought this fellow to behave as a madman i love that it says behave as a madman as if the king kind of knew that it was all a hoax um in the presence of the in my presence shall this fellow come into my house would you guys bow your heads and pray with me this morning Dear Lord Jesus, God, we just thank you so much for just allowing us to be here this morning. We thank you because we thank you in advance of what you're going to do this morning in our hearts, of what you're going to speak, of what you're going to um, reveal to us, God. I just pray that your Holy Spirit would be so thick in this room, that you would empty us of ourselves and fill us with you, God, that you would place confidence in places that need confidence and strength in places that need strength. Um, I just pray over each and every one of these people um, in this room and pray that you just bless us all in this message and this day. Let your name be praised in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you have ever been afraid? But actually, actually, before you raise your hand, I'm not talking about a spider on your wall that you see in the middle of the night and then one moment it's there and the next moment it's gone and it's freaky and really terrifying. I'm talking about a fear that is more circumstantial, a fear that has to do maybe with people, or maybe for you it has to do with speaking in front of a group of people. Maybe it's confronting a friend about something that hurt you. Maybe it's fear that is um, just a sin that you are carrying that you don't want anyone to find out. Now let me ask a question. How many of you have ever been afraid? Yeah. That's a lot of us. Um, as I actually was writing that question down, I realized that my example of fear of experience that really deep fear was in junior high camp this summer? <laughs> uh, I was in junior high camp. <laughs> junior high camp this summer with most of you. Actually, I just want to know who was here, uh, summer camp, junior high. Yes, woo woo, so fun. It was a lot of fun, except this one moment I'm going to tell you about. So, actually, um, I you know how we had leaders come up to speak and tell their testimonies. So, I was one of those leaders. I don't know if you remember, and part of me really, really hopes that you don't. But I was one of the leaders that was asked to go and tell their testimony. Um, And I just, I can't tell you, I can't emphasize enough how terrified I was to do that. And I think the reason was, is that up to that point, I had never really told my testimony ever, which is kind of wild, especially if I'm working in a church and that's what everyone tells you is your testimony is super strong and very powerful, which it is, but it hadn't at all. Um, I think once before in a rooted group, and even that was kind of messy because Um, I didn't practice it enough, and so I was kind of clumsy even in the way that I was speaking um, about my life. Mm -mm. So when it came to junior high camp, I was... Okay, just picture this. You've never really told your testimony before, and then you're in a room with like 200-plus people, and they're all staring at you, and then you're like, I don't even know what to say or do. And it was so, so scary. Um, So the beforehand process kind of looked like... um, just a little seed of like, what if you fail? And that fear kind of just exploded. So I ended up, this is before I was speaking. This is like during the day. I ended up overthinking just everything that was happening. Um, I was overthinking what I should say, what I should do, what it would look like. Um, I isolated myself in like, I just remember going at the end of the, the camp and there was this little spot next to the lake and I wanted to spend time with Jesus there, but it didn't really work out super well because I was just overthinking and was in my head. So that was like one of my biggest mistakes was not reaching out and going with someone or to someone. And then finally it looked like me calling my mom and crying on the phone because I didn't know what to do. I was so scared. So I ended up tangling myself in thought, and it almost looked like, have you guys ever put headphones in your backpack or in your pocket, and then you pull it out, and it's a big mess, and you're like, what the heck? How did it get that way? Yeah? Okay, picture that, but in my thoughts. So that was my thoughts. They were just this big, gigantic mess. I didn't know how I got there. And then I still had to go and speak. And all I remember is getting on stage and grabbing the microphone and kind of going freezing. But there's certain people that if they're nervous, they freeze and they just stop talking. But I'm the person who like freezes and like rambles way too much. So it like goes on and says nonsense. And I just felt like that kind of was the way that that went is I didn't really know where I should even start or what I should say. Of my testimony, and it kind of just changed my demeanor, like my personhood in that moment. It was just a little different than what it would be like if I was sitting and chatting next to you by the lake. Just very different, two different people. Can anyone relate to that kind of fear? Yeah, a little bit. Um, Can anyone relate to how fear distorts reality because it emphasizes and makes it a lot scarier than it is? Fear is thinking that God isn't going to show up or help you in some aspect of your life. So what ends up happening is you end up trying to take on that responsibility on like for yourself. You end up trying to fix things in your own ability, and that's where we get tangled up like the headphones, is we're like trying to fix it under our own ability, and we just can't. So let's flip back to verses uh, 12 and 13. It says, And David took these words to heart and was much afraid, and was much afraid, and was much afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. Let's pause there for a second. Does anyone know where Gath is or what Gath is? (laughs) It's, (laughs) yeah, I know, it's kind of a tricky one. It's actually the place where Goliath, do you guys know the story of David and Goliath? Yeah? Yeah. It's actually the place that Goliath was fighting for. So it was the nation that Goliath was a part of and was fighting for. So he, David, is running towards this place out of fear because he's afraid that Saul's going to kill him. And then is going to this, like, same nation that God had already defeated beforehand. And not only that, he's going with the sword of Goliath. Like... Maybe not his best idea. Hey, I'm going to go visit your nation and look at the sword of the person I killed. Um, literally their MVP warrior. So he would be afraid. Anyway, okay, so we continue on. So he changed his be- behavior before them and pretended to be insane in their hands and made marks on the doors of the gate and let his spittle ugh, run down <laughs> run down his beard. He was so afraid and it's such a contrast of what we see as David when he was with Goliath or defeating him because when he was defeating Goliath, he wasn't scared at all. David was very confident that God was going to provide and so he was able to do what he had to do, but right now he wasn't confident. He wasn't confident that God was going to save him. He wasn't confident that God was going to take care of him when we when you have confidence in God you have confidence in every part of your life and he just didn't have that in that moment fear makes you not yourself it lies to you if you're taking notes please write down in big bolded letters fear is a liar a liar when we act upon when we act upon it or base our identity off of the lies that we're hearing off of these like whispers that come in, we are listening more to fear than we are to the Lord. And we lose sight of who we are. We lose sight of who God has called us to be. We lo- lose sight of His promises. Even like David, even if your promises are in your hands. So David is holding the sword, again, of something, a victory that God has already made. God has promised him to be king. He has done all these things, but he's forgotten it all because fear got so in the way and blinded him. God calls us out of those places. He doesn't want you to be in fear. He doesn't want you to, like, live just, like, in this, like, muggy state. So here are some ways to defeat fear. (laughs) Um, are you guys ready? There are four ways. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. So number one, there is power in remembrance. There is power in remembrance. This is a huge one for me. Um, actually it's something that God has been speaking to my life recently about calling to mind a time and a place where God has already been victorious in the past and remembering that God is the same God today, yesterday and forever and he's going to continue to be faithful to this problem that you have. So maybe the the, the example that came to mind is kind of, it's big, but maybe in the past you had like problems with porn or something and then God rescued you out of that even though it seemed huge in the moment. Even if you're like so good right now, remember that moment and remember how big that seemed and how he took you out of that. And then put that image in your head of whatever problem and struggle you have right now. And remember that God took something that was super hard in the past and took you out of it. And he can do that again right now. So one of the biggest things that we can do to combat fear is to remember who God is and what he's done in the past. So that's number one. Number two, ask God to identify fear in your life. Ask God to identify fear in your life. Sometimes we are so, so fearful and so in it, and we're actually so used to walking with a pebble in our shoe, kind of, that we've, like, done it for so long that it's just kind of who we are. It's like, oh, fear is just a part of me in this area. Oh, I'm afraid of speaking. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Oh, I'm afraid of this. Like, that's just who I am. We get so comfortable to the fact that, to the point that we forget that it's even a fear. So we need God and others to, like, identify those places for us and remind us of who he is and who he's called us to be and, like, how, like... Oops. And what those are. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. And what those are. So ask God. Number three, pray. And I wrote this down in so many, I wrote like five prayers, all in caps. And it says pray, 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 and pray again. God is greater than than all of this. We already discussed this. He's greater than any fear that you have. And he really, really wants you to run to him with it. He really wants you to release it with him, and one of the ways that we can do that is if we're open and honest with God first, and bring it to Him. It says in the Bible through over three, actually it's three hundred and sixty-five times to not be afraid. And if God didn't mean that, He wouldn't repeat it three hundred and sixty-five times, because I don't. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, I have no no answer to that. Anyway, He just wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, I think that one of the greatest challenges that we face is not believing that God can, but just remembering that he can and asking him to come into those places is so important. Number four, are we ready? Yeah? Talk to others about it. I'm going to say that one more time. Talk to others about it. I'm not saying go around and tell everyone you know about this fear that you have I'm telling you, go to leaders. Go to um, people that you care about and know care about you, like your parents or your best friend or Pastor Jeff or Pastor Chris or or Pastor Cassandra. (laughs) Go to them and speak these things out because, like my story, I isolated myself and it just got me more messed up. Um, So talk to people. Be honest. Don't keep it in and it reminded me even as I was writing that that reminded me of this verse in Ephesians 5:14, I believe. 13 through 14, where it says that it says, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. The moment that you release whatever this is, the moment that you speak about a fear that you have, it loses its power. Like, I just, oh, I'm, oh, I just need to really say that again. It literally loses its power. And for us, keeping it in, keeping these secrets inside our head, in our mind, in our heart, in our body is toxic. And, the, and it knows, it's actually, it's funny because then there's another fear of like, oh, but what if I tell somebody and they reject me? And I totally get that. Don't get me wrong. But that is fear, trying to keep fear in. <laughs> and we need to just release it. It needs to come out. Um, and it's almost like, <laughs> this is kind of gross, but please stay with me. It's almost like when you're sick and you have lukies, I don't know if that's what they're called, but you have mucus built up in you. Isn't that really gross? So sorry. <laughs> There's like mucus in you. And if you, oh, this is so gross. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but if you, if you don't spit it out, you keep and continue being sick. And I, was just so gross. And I used to just, like, keep it in. Because I'm like, oh, that's gross. I don't want that. Like, oh, no one can see that. Oh, I'm going to just keep it in. So gross. So sorry. But God really wants you to, like, get it out. He needs that mucus to come out of you. And if it stays, the bacteria stays in you longer. And it's just so gross and not good. And you continue being sick for, like, three more weeks. And you don't want that, especially when it's sunny outside, when it's supposed to be snowing. So, when fear is exposed, it loses its power. Um, So, be in community. Don't isolate yourself. We're so prone to isolate ourselves. I don't even know why. But allow yourself to release it. Going back to the junior high camp story, um, after I spoke, I honestly felt really defeated and I went into my room and just prayed <laughs> and I don't know God is so good he really encouraged me and was like it's okay you're gonna be fine and launched me to continue getting to hang out with you guys because that's the best thing um but he pointed out later that if he if I didn't go through that if I didn't take that opportunity and freeze in front of everyone, I wouldn't have known that that fear was there. I wouldn't have known that sharing my testimony would be so scary. I would have probably just continued on with my life and been like, oh, I'll let other people tell their testimonies. Oh, it's so much more interesting and put together if they do it. Um, and I wouldn't be up here today telling my testimony. It's like testimony inception, you know? I'm telling my testimony about me telling a testimony. <laughs> Um, just let that marinate for a little bit. Um, but I wouldn't be up here today. And it literally took me having to reveal that fear in front of everyone, which it's not necessarily your case, for it to come out. And now I'm so much stronger and so much freer from that fear, and it no longer has a hold um, on me. <clears throat> So, the same thing and the same freedom that I'm experiencing with my telling my testimony is here for you in whatever aspect of your life you're experiencing fear. Because something that's so great about God is that he doesn't limit it to one person. He loves, loves spreading the (laughs) love. He loves freeing you guys from things that you are carrying. He loves releasing things to make you, like, more free being instead of carrying these chains of fear on your back he like really just wants to like wipe those away and like clear you of that so we're actually going to enter into a time of response that is going to practice listening to the lord um and just practice what we just um talked about but before we do oh sorry elisa you are so welcome to come back um, but before we, you, we do, do you guys want to just bow your heads with me again and pray? Dear Lord Jesus, God, I thank you so much for the work that you're doing. I thank you so much that you call us out of fear and you don't want us to stay there. I thank you so much that you're more powerful than fear, even if it makes us feel otherwise. That you want to just release us from these burdens that we've been carrying, God, that you have never called us, never called us to carry. So Holy Spirit, God, as we enter this time of reflection, as we enter this time of response, God, would you please cover us with your Holy Spirit? Would you speak to us so boldly and point out those fears in us that just cripple us, God? I pray that there would be just this release of your spirit among us, God, that you would just bring special revelation, Lord, and that people would walk out of this room freed from certain things that they didn't even know were there or that they could be free of. So, God, let us be a community that encourages one another, that fills is filled by you, God, and is so encouraged to just go out and praise you some more and help others with their fears. Yeah. God, we just thank you so much for this time and we praise you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.